there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. Shouldn't you be at work? It's a lovely chip! Oh, it's a brilliant goal from Lord Bohinen! Still it's not away. Southgate shot. Milosevic scores. DPR could do with a bit of magic from him. Maybe this is it. It is! Andy Sinton from nothing. Brian Roy has headed for his interlead. Whelan. Oh, what a goal from Noel Whelan. No power on it whatsoever. But Saibi has made a horrendous error. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh. Has no. Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin. Will he score? I'm Chris Skull. And it's another day, which means it's another bonus episode. We just realised Monday's a bank holiday. And we don't want to be giving you a bonus episode on a Monday. You're going to have stuff to do. If you remember the 90s, you've probably got to take the kids somewhere. You've probably got to go down the tip. You're probably hanging around a shopping centre waiting for the missus. Whatever it is you've got planned on Monday, we want to make sure you've got this bonus episode today on Friday when you can actually listen to it. So here's today's episode. This one is chapter one of a little book called Striker by Steve Bruce. Uh, We actually, so over the last few years, myself... Josh Whittacombe, Michael Marden and Ivo Graham have been reading through the entire books chapter by chapter and they retail, you can't get one for less than £170-£300, the prices have gone insane but with a Quickly Kevin fan club membership you can listen to every single chapter so what we've got now is the first one, the first chapter we began this series in October 2020, this is the first episode We're going to give you a little clip of it now, about 20 minutes or so, but you can actually listen to this whole chapter for free on Another Slice. Just go to anotherslice.com forward slash quickly Kevin. You can listen to the whole episode, just sign up, and it's free. You can check it out. But if you want to get the whole, every single, we've actually done the second book and we've just started the third book really recently. Today, actually, we recorded it. It'll be out next week. If you want to get all that good stuff and everything else on the Quickly Kevin Fan Club, all those subscriber episodes that go back years, you can do so by signing up at anotherslice.com forward slash Kevin. But enough chat, man. Steve Bruce has written one of the greatest murder mysteries of all time. Here's how he started it. Chapter 1, Steve Bruce, Striker. I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the Electronic Post Bag. You've got mail. Uh, Ryan Leverton. Now, we were talking about poems in our Zoom live show. He's written a uh, poem about uh, Steve Barnes called Pride of Leddersford. Would you like this poem? Oh, yes, yes. please. Can we have some kind of... Um, well, hear the poem, then you can judge the music afterwards, Michael, <laughs> and consider whether it's worth any. Anything. 
He used to play for Mulcaster, setting the offside trap. The greatest centre-half in England not to win an England cap. Now he's into management and driving an XJ8. A promotion push and crimes to solve, he has plenty on his plate. Pat Duffy's in the changing room, the poor lad's lying dead. Eddie Carberry the culprit, but Steve Barnes a step ahead. A dead janitor discovered, Barnes' hands begin to clam. A quick sum yielded 50 years. You've had a good spell, Sam. A cash-hungry translator with a blatant coup for power. While Barnes is touring Rio like a letters for Jack Bauer. (laughs) So Lawrence is a wealthy man, the bills are racking up by now. Another OJ at the hotel in a quest to find Cabral. (laughs) A trilogy of capers and nostalgic bonanza is all an elaborate ruse to name-check Stefan Banza. If you haven't read the Trinity, then you definitely should. He may be crass, he may be cringe, but he's the pride of Leddersfoot. <laughs> oh, lovely. And Isn't it that rhymed. a lovely start? And it rhymes. That is lovely. Crucial component in any poem for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Chris loves a rhyming poem. Has to rhyme. Has to rhyme. Um, now, there's been a lot of debate over whether Steve Bruce wrote the books. We will probably come to a conclusion in three years' time, although I'm coming round to the idea that he did. We've been sent uh, from uh, Neil Sorry a 30-second clip of the uh, Back of the Net Amazon show uh, in which Peter Crouch asks Steve Bruce about his writing career. Would you like to hear the latest from Steve Bruce? I've been dabbling in the, in the book world recently. Well, I didn't realise you've got a couple of strikers. Stra- dear me, dear, 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 dear me. I had this wonderful, weird, wonderful idea a few years ago. And apparently, I mean, at the time, they were an absolute disaster, yeah, area, yeah. I think. But then people got a hold of them and quite enjoyed them. And I don't know where they are now. But that's well, I can tell you, actually. Uh, there's one striker is going on Amazon for £1,000. Really? Like it's a collector's item. Really? <laughs> I better have a hundred round when I get home and I'll see if I've got a few in the drawer. I couldn't give them away at the time. <laughs> Do you think he wrote them? He did. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent done. Yeah. Case this closed. case is closed. Case closed. Yeah. This case is closed. Okay. Well, one final thing on Steve Bruce. Uh, on a staycation uh, with my wife in the beautiful Western Isles this summer. There I was one sunny day in Stornoway shopping for black pudding and Harris tweed when I noticed a sadly closed classic independent sports shop. Not to worry, later reading confirms Sports World and Francis Street shut in March 2020 due to COVID and reopened in new premises. A two-storey building, I look up to see some posters in the window. Much to my utter delight, there he was, Steve Bruce. Two faded mid-90s Steve Bruce posters advertising mitre to make matters even better in a classic 90s turn the posters don't make any sense both are similar in style with ever so slightly jaunty head angle do you know what rather than have them described by the email i'll send you this photo chris and michael so (laughs) this is what he looked up to see in the window look at these we'll put it on our instagram i just want to discuss how this is still there oh wow isn't that amazing they must be from 1992 93 yeah Wow. Steve Bruce in a mitre sweatshirt holding a mitre Ultimax. They're, they're blocking up a window like like it's this kind of squat. Yeah. <laughs> but they must have been there for 25 years. Yes, it's a, post, yeah, a poster of Steve Bruce that's been in a window, single glazed, for over 20 years. It's an amazing image. What a time capsule. 
It's amazing to think that if the world ended, that would be around for maybe millennia. <laughs> this was August the 10th, 2020, on the island of Stornoway. It's from James Fowler. That's amazing. He says, P.S. You should really write to the owners and ask for those posters. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, Mitre have got some bang for their buck with that bit of marketing campaign, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder well, that, how much that cost. <laughs> Remember the bloke who put that poster in that window thought that's going to be up there for 20 years, yeah, 25 you know, years. You know when you see like an advert on a tube for the film that's closed like three months ago and you think, bloody hell, they're struggling to sell that. Yeah. This has been there for 25 years without being replaced. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with anything Steve Bruce related, this is how. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin. And sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Now, quite simply, here it is. Striker by Steve Bruce, Chapter 1. In full. Hello, Ivo Graham. They say you should never go back. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what this came from was we re-listened to separately the first striker striker episode, and I couldn't believe how little we'd said about it. Yeah. How long is it, Michael? That first, it's like well, over, the, just over the an episode hour? is under an hour. The entire episode, and, and that's with correspondence with tough and tail. Yeah. Under so an hour. There's probably forty something minutes of this is striker mad chat. because is it's mad. the best of the Steve Barnes books. And we we just thought we didn't talk about it enough. I remember my, my sort of one of my most sort of vivid memories of recording, sort of all of them, was of because we were having such a lovely time, and because we were all just desperate to get our favourite, just constantly going, "Oh no, the just sort of losing a, a, a paragraph which I was yeah. ready to hold up as the definitive bit of Steve Barnes writing." Um, so what we wanted to do is we wanted to um, take a very different approach, yeah, and revisit all of the books and read them word for word and discuss them with the reverence and detail that they deserve. Yeah, and don't forget, me and Michael have haven't read them in full. The yeah. only like we've only seen it through your eyes and i won't have re- i haven't read striker obviously see obviously <laughs> i can't speak for ivo but i'm going to we haven't read striker since since 2017 when we read and, it and it's not likely you're going to pick up a copy these go for a thousand pounds a pop on mm. ebay mm. they're rare so this is an opportunity a rare opportunity to really find out what is in these books okay This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray strandum wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. A lot can happen in the next three years. 
like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So, here we go. This is Striker by Steve Bruce. Bright red blood on the knife blade, the knife in my hand, Duffy's dead body stretched out on the locker room floor, and to cap it all, that's when Carvery opens the door. I didn't do it, I said weakly. <laughs> and England didn't win the World Cup in 66. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go, that's the opening. It's gone big. It started with Mr. Brightside. <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute thing. Also, I know I must have pointed this out last time, but the moment I said it, it was the same problem. I didn't do it. I said, weekly does sound like he said it every week. (laughs) And England didn't win the World Cup in 66, he sneered. Do people who are listening to this know the plot of this book? Can we reference that we know who killed... I think if that you a tricky decision. if you haven't listened to the original ones, what the fuck are you doing on Patreon listening to these ones? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, the fact that the murderer is mentioned in the third sentence <laughs> is absolutely astonishing. Yeah. At the scene of the crime, <laughs> I put the knife down. Even then it occurred to me that my prints were on the handle. It was half past ten in the morning. What started as just another Monday had suddenly turned pear-shaped. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give the police a bell, said Carberry. There was a crooked smile on his lips. Eddie Carberry was enjoying this. Duffy was dead. There was blood everywhere, even on my hands. Eddie Carberry was enjoying it all. Do you think that's a good repetition, or do you think that is... As you say, I think from a plot perspective, he's given us too much. <laughs> but with the benefit of hindsight, yeah. the murderer is enjoying this situation. As you would expect a murderer to do. This was his big chance. Me inside, on a charge of murder. Carberry as caretaker manager, a run of good results, and he gets my job. Which he has always wanted, and expected to get when the last guy got the old heave-ho after the boardroom takeover. That's a Bruceism, isn't it? Yeah. The old heave-ho. What's interesting there, though, is quite often you will sort of meet what turns out to be the killer in the first scene but they'll be presented as other, so you won't be yeah. aware of their motivations or yeah. their motives. <laughs> but Bruce here has literally gone, oh no, this guy wants to have my job, <laughs> and now I'm being framed yeah. for a murder. <laughs> and he's enjoying it. But I think perhaps he's hiding in plain sight. It's like, it's so obviously him yeah. that you go, well, it can't be him. It's a double, triple bluff. It's, it, what's interesting about it is a classic Bruceism. <laughs> Um, it's not Dickens. But, well, I, I did say to you too earlier that I want to write a GCSE-style paper for our fans. Yeah. And one of the questions would be, using examples from the text, show how Bruce moves effortlessly from a murder mystery to discussion of football. Yes. As, as, qui- as quickly as possible. <laughs> and I think this is... This is a great example of that because you've got to remember, if I found a dead body with a knife in it, that is a, a defining moment of my life and I'm not worried about my job, how that's going to affect my job prospects. Yeah. 
how would why is he doing picking up the knife if you saw a dead body with a knife next to it why is your instinct to pick up the murder weapon yeah i suppose it's like a oh god i should check if he's all right kind of thing so does he pull the knife yeah, out of the body the or is it like excalibur <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it doesn't say why he's got the knife in his hand. Soon, I was surrounded by members of the club. Nothing much was said. Some of them touched me lightly on the shoulder, letting me know they were in sympathy with me. I smiled weakly. (laughs) (laughs) It's very weak, isn't it? (laughs) But was unable to utter a single word, either of explanation or in my defence. What I didn't know then was that I was in deep shock. When a manager's top striker is murdered... And the manager is found with the weapon in his hand. It's no time to start singing, we're on our way to the premiership. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just say as well? <laughs> I don't no, remember that bit. There isn't a single reference to the fact, what about Duffy? What about this lad who's dead? <laughs> Can you resuscitate him? Is he breathing? No, it's, oh, well, he's happy this has yeah, happened. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very weird. It's, it's a very strange reaction. But I think that, that goes through the club throughout really i mean i'm no expert medically would a single stab wound in the back kill you i suppose if you got it in the right place it depends really <laughs> like i suppose if you got it in the lung straight at the heart yeah that's one thing i'm quite happy to trust bruce yeah on, okay yeah, that's, that's all right i think it, a, a, yeah. a murder has been completed to a satisfactory degree <laughs> question everything else but that's all right i had quite literally been caught red-handed and the guy who found me was an implacable enemy. Implacable? Implacable. Implacable enemy? I can't believe. I I feel like I'm suddenly reading a Will Self book. (laughs) (laughs) We who've made a career of scoffing at the writing of Steve Bruce, one paragraph into our deeply hubristic read-along have not between us... A confident yeah. guess at how to pronounce a word he's used. Yeah. You've got to say, <laughs> he who laughs last. He, these wings are very much made of wax, guys. I said to Ivo before this, I said, this is either the best or the worst idea we've ever had. Full refunds available, Patreon guys. He's made a fool of us. He's absolutely done us. What does implacable mean? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Steve. Can we Google it? Plaque. How are you spelling that? Unable, unable to be appeased or placated. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. Steve. So Steve. I'm dreading it now. <laughs> How's he? He doesn't know that word, does he? I think one of the recurring themes is that you can feel the the sort of the, the copy and the paste function <laughs> when it, when he's when he's doing his long segments about you know the the sort of changing face of the industrial north or whatever it feels like it's just been lifted from from a page but that's not to say that that word isn't one he would use I love I would absolutely love to be watching match of the day in a few weeks <laughs> and see Bruce is in a press conference and he uses <laughs> he describes Andy Carroll as implacable. <laughs> I think, I think I'd better fill in some of the background. Much of this you already know. I was born and brought up in the northeast. My father was a fitter and my mother a housewife who took a series of home help jobs to make ends meet. We were poor. The whole area was poor in those days. 
The docks are closed. There was no work. Strong men with skills idled their time in betting shops or gossiping down at the social club over half a pint of bitter ale. With kids to care for and hard times for everybody, my parents didn't have much to offer us. I'm not complaining. It wasn't a bad childhood. There was happiness and love in the family. And it was just that we were poor. Um, this is that's a nice section. Yeah. I think that's very nice. Have you read his autobiography, Michael? Yeah. Is that have, yeah. pretty close to yeah, his life? Yeah, that's, that's fairly accurate, yeah. yeah. Has he got any brothers or sisters? Uh, I can't remember. Fiona. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, we're running scared now. The one-two punch of a long word and a sympathetic child has, has, has really shown us up for the smug media wankers we are. Do you know? He's put a semantic reducer on us early doors. We're done. Our heads are gone. He's let us know he's there. <laughs> we were all soccer mad. Well, there we go. We're back in the game. We were all soccer mad. I was no different. From as early as I can remember, I was kicking a ball about. Sometimes it was an old tennis ball, sometimes a football. We all had our heroes. Some from the past, some more recent. Jackie Milburn, Bobby Robson, Jack and Bobby Charlton, Brian Robson, Alan Shearer, Paul Gascoigne. The list goes on and on. What I never guessed, even in my wildest dreams, and like any other soccer crazy boy, I had my share of dreams. What I never guessed was that I'd one day make the top grade. I'd say Paul Gascoigne's a strange choice there because he's he's younger than Steve Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> and I think also Alan Shearer's a strange yeah, choice yeah. as well. I mean, we, well, he's we, younger than Paul Gascoigne, in yeah. fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dad knew I had skills, but he looked on soccer as a chancy way to make a living. In some ways, he was right. He told me to get a trade. Alex Ferguson was a shipyard welder. Get a trade first, Dad told me, and maybe make a bit from football too. He wanted me to be a plumber. That would complement his skills as a fitter. There would be all sorts of jobs we could tackle together. Barnes and Sons, fitters and plumbers. You sort of feel almost quite <laughs> sad for the loss of that parallel life, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Barnes and Sons never existed, of course. But he'd have walked in and there'd have been like, there'd have been a murder. No. In the, <laughs> he'd have been fitted up for it. Oh, fact. lovely. Oh, yeah. um, in the end, it was soccer that claimed all my attention. And it still does. I wanted to be a striker. Maybe every boy does. I like that kind of thing. That's a kind of... Um, this stuff about his childhood and stuff, there's some kind of eternal observations about... Well, not, not humankind, but certainly eternal observations about what it's like to be a young fan. A young football fan. I saw myself slotting in the winning goal at Wembley against Brazil or Argentina to snatch the World Cup for the country. A PE teacher at school made me change my mind. You're a defender, Steve, he said. You've got the shoulders of an ox, you're tall, and you can move fast. (laughs) I was never just a stopper. That isn't how modern football is played. Defence isn't a matter of booting the ball into the stands. It's about blunting their attack and moving straight onto the offensive. I remember the days when centre forwards used to lounge about upfield during a period of defence, waiting for a high ball to be delivered to them. That changed, and changed utterly. Nowadays, you'll find Alan Shearer on the goal line, heading clear when the goalkeeper has been left stranded. Never seen that in my never life. Never happened. Nothing. Never happened. No. But, but it's already clear that he idolises the younger man, Alan Shearer. <laughs> so he started putting him in positions he's never actually moved. The last line of defence, famously, Alan Shearer, of course. Every member of the side is an attacker and a defender. That is one of the important facets of the modern game. I instill in my squad on the training ground. 
I don't think Steve Bruce invented total football, which is where this appears to be going. If soccer skills had been the only thing at school, I'd have been a scholar. I yeah. can't. The amount of times he's calling it soccer. I know I we've know, talked about it. But he's, it's, it is annoying. It's, mm. it's, every time you say it, it's like you just imagine Steve Bruce saying that and you can't yeah. hear it. Could I bring attention to an advert we saw, I've seen for Ted Lasso? Yeah. Um, please. In which the comedian Lloyd Griffith is playing a journalist. Yeah. And I'm not in any way blaming Lloyd Griffith for this because he's, he's not written the line. And he says that Ted Lasso says, you either win or you lose. And he says, no, in England, there's also ties. And it, it really jarred with me. Well, but, but because also, I think he says, the Jason Sudeikis sort of American fish out of water character, Ted Lasso says, you know, I'm, I'm here for this team, win or lose. And Lloyd Griffith, the impatient journalist in the front row goes, or tie. And Jason Sudeikis says, Oh, yeah, or ties. I forgot you have those over here. So you've already got him, the joke of him not knowing about English football. Yeah. But even within the joke, he still doesn't know. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing, the soccer, with this. Yeah. Or the other question is, are we not in the game enough? And they actually do call it soccer more than we realise. Why is Soccer Aid called Soccer Aid? Do I have to get this off my chest, finally? Oh, good question. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Well, Robbie Williams spent a lot of time in America. And maybe they were going for more... I bet they were going for an... In, it's UNICEF. Mm. So I bet they've tried to um, yeah. sell that to an American Well, market. when Oasis played Blur at five aside in the mid-90s, that was the soccer uh, soccer six, so it must be six aside. Are we, the, are we the only people that don't call it soccer? Us four. <laughs> sit, <laughs> sitting in this room. Is this where we realise? <laughs> so, if soccer skills had been the only thing at school, I'd have been a scholar. As it was... PE was my best subject. I managed a good GCSE in English, which is why I can tell you this story now. Oh, hang Whoa, that's... Is something really funky happening there from the perspective of the, the author? So Steve Barnes has directly referenced that he... This isn't an internal monologue. Yeah, he's, he's writing, writing this, this all down. Yeah, this is... So, so you can actually picture, if you were to make the film of this, wow. that Steve, you know, at the end of Stand By Me, oh, hold on, yeah. when, when Richard Dreyfuss yeah, yeah. is at the typewriter telling the story. Well, let's find out. Perhaps there are other sort of a formal so playfulness is, that we didn't pick up on the first time round. There, there is a kind of, he's breaking the fourth wall a bit, yeah. I suppose. Or is it the fifth wall? Because he's being Steve Bruce <laughs> reflecting on Steve Barnes. <laughs> I can't wait for Christopher Nolan to adapt this. <laughs> Is it Murder, She Wrote as well? Is it Angela Lansbury pulls the paper out the typewriter? Yeah, at the end, yeah. Yeah. At the end. Well, Sherlock Holmes as well, obviously, is is written by... The stories are written um, by John Watson. uh, John Watson writes them for a magazine, Dr. Watson. So if you read Sherlock Holmes, it's it's written written from from the perspective perspective of Dr. Watson, who is Sherlock Holmes' friend and chronicler. Right. And they'll have discussions where Sherlock Holmes will talk about other Sherlock Holmes stories that you've read and how he doesn't believe Watson did a very good job of portraying him and stuff like that. Right. So so Barnes is really just keeping up that tradition of, of you know, of Conan Doyle. So perhaps he's more literate than we've given him credit for. But also well, a lot of this is in the present tense, isn't it? So he's written chapter one before he knows how this story develops because he's no, surprised it, by the things that happen as the story goes on. Steve Bruce is frequently found in the Newcastle dressing room uh, wowing foreign players with the news that Frankenstein isn't actually the name of the monster. (laughs) It's it's the name of the creator of the monster. (laughs) 
Your brains are all in your feet, lad, the English teacher told me. I was determined to prove him wrong. That may be why he said it. Teachers have to motivate the kids. It's the same being a manager. Motivation is the name of the game. So I became a defender. I don't remember any teachers at school in English going for the you're shit at English approach. (laughs) (laughs) Stick to PE, mate. That was not what... There was no teacher who, who motivated the kids by going, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to get a C, so uh, yeah. good luck. You know your brains? They're in the, your feet, yeah. mate. All right, there you go. That was chapter one of Steve Bruce's Striker. If you want to listen to that full episode for free... You can actually check it out on Another Slice. Go to anotherslice.com forward slash Gritty Kevin or just use the search and look for chapter one. You can get that whole episode for free and check it out. Um, and there's also loads of, like I say, on these bonus episodes. If you want to check out all the other good stuff on the Gritty Kevin fan club, going back years of subscriber episodes, it's all over there for you. Just sign up at anotherslice.com forward slash Gritty Kevin. Have a great bank holiday. I know I said yesterday that we'd see you next week, but I do mean it this time. We will see you next week. We'll drop another bonus episode in on Tuesday. Until then, Robbie Slater. See you later.